Welcome to Book in a Pint. In this episode, Michael and I are joined by Paige Burks to talk confusing camels for elephants, the unspoken dangers of cows, and the important things. Like, why is Pacific Rim such a great movie? To book and a pint with me, Jack Bloodfist, uh, and me, Dirk. <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to fuck up things a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was just saying. I was saying when I when when you don't have that much new going on because you know we've been podcasting a lot, right? I think we yeah we, we did two last week, right? So I had to figure mm-hmm. out a way to. <laughs> to, to spice up the to pumpkin spice the shit out of this thing sure yeah and no, i get it no and you're right like when you're a writer as well at least for me i mean i don't shit out books like you and your writing partner do but like <laughs> the news is like yeah no I'm, I'm i'm still working on that other one that's like <laughs> the extent of the news like writing a book doesn't for most of us it takes more than a couple months you know no i mean like yeah it would take me the rest of my life if i didn't have um yeah, I don't know if you didn't have James, I get it. So tell me, uh, tell me about Lightning's Price. Did you get to another few words on page sixteen? Lightning's Price. Oh, I mean, Lightning's Price is. Oh, you're drafted. done. I'm just. I'm it's just, just beta readers. Yeah. Uh, no, but I am working. The book I'm working on is slower progress than like when when you and James write something. Yeah. No, it's like he's. I've said before, like he's like a machine. Yeah. Um, like with his writing pace um i uh i'm fortunate to to be okay with the fact that i'm not the sole writer um yeah and to have been able to 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 allow myself to say like this is who i am i come up with some cool ideas um you know people that have read my writing my actual writing say well he can definitely write um but i'm not one of those people that can churn out like i'm i wouldn't be able to do what you do what you've done with your books on my own. And I know that. Mm. So I just, I just deal with it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. I wanted to just, just fuck the intro up and, and just. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> um, so what's new with you? What's going on? Oh man. Uh, life is life. It's moving on. I don't want to complain too much on the podcast, so I'm not going to, but you know, the things are I going. Do. Yeah, you do, but that's your job. I'm I'm supposed to <laughs> be the one that doesn't. No, no, no. Things are things are okay. Like I usually say, I I I really can't complain, so I won't. Good. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain about anything major. It was kind of like, I don't know if if I, I was talking to you before, and you said you didn't realize this happened. I guess you don't use it very often. But, no. Um, all the meta stuff. Yeah. So. Facebook, well, Facebook, the app was actually working. Facebook itself was working fine. But WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, which I don't really use, um, it was all down. Um, okay. It all just shut down. Like one of those freaky shutdowns where you think that it's you. Yeah. And then you go on Twitter and you say, Messenger down. Um, and um, then there's like, a hundred comments every millisecond. Yeah. Like mainly from places like Sri Lanka. The places that like rely on WhatsApp, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like it, was, it was, so anyway, I was just coincidentally having the busiest day that I've ever had because I've, I've, I do author publicity and I've worked with a number of my clients for over a year and I mm-hmm. don't generally sign people on after a year without taking at least three months to six months break. Um, because it gets really redundant and then it becomes more pressure on me. So I won't, I won't take their money. Um, and I'll, I'll say like, you know, take a break and then we'll come back. So I'm in a, I was in a position, uh, that I haven't been in for a while where I was able to take on a whole bunch of, of new clients and I wanted to offer them a deal, uh, and stuff like that. So it was the busiest day. I was literally talking to 45 people in these like random, you know, text conversations, work related sure. at the exact same time, 
trying to negotiate deals. And you know the way it is when you're texting back and forth. Um, it, it can be maddening when you're trying to make a deal because you'll be almost there. And then the person won't write you back for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, yeah. And you'll think you've lost them and then they'll come back to you. Well, right at that point where I was in those negotiation periods, messenger, boom, down for like five hours. So, and I freak out because first I think it's me. So my yeah. wife goes, why don't you re-download, the, down, get rid of the app and then put it back on. So yeah, I said, sure, again. why not? So I got rid of the app and I put it back on. And because it had a loading problem, but I didn't know this yet, I didn't realize it was an outage. I just opened it up and all my chats were gone. Oh, so it's like worse than you thought it was. Everything. And I, and I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? Every bit of chat history, every new contact, all gone. It was like a blank page. Dang. And then I decided to check Twitter because, you know, when Facebook doesn't work. Yeah. People you, need that social interaction, I guess. Yeah. Well, you need to check your the Twitter. So I checked Twitter and obviously there's everybody tweeting about this whole big outage. I checked my wife's phone and she's got the same issue. And then like I calmed down a little bit. I'm like, OK, I'm going to actually stop working, spend some time with my kids and hopefully everything will just go back to normal. And it did. But it was fucking okay. annoying. Yeah. And and because of that, I was I was wrapping up conversations that I wanted to have wrapped up by four o'clock all night long. Yeah, because it comes in later than it's supposed to. Yeah, well. yeah. So that was um, that was kind of annoying. But uh, other than that, I don't know. Dirk is out. Yeah, I, I actually started reading it today. Yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, so uh, I realized it's probably going to be hard for me to read because I know you so well. But I am excited for I got to the first uh, like actual scene with Dirk and I was kind of laughing to myself because you guys just pulled a fucking Stephen King. Like James is just a character talking to Dirk. Well, he's a character. He's a character in all our books. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. And the conversations you guys have, I think you put in at least multiples, like your back and forth planning the story. Yeah, we did one in this one and... I purposely left myself out. I'm I'm still the same. The me that's writing the the title chapters mm-hmm. um, is the me that's in all of the other books that we've written. Okay, okay. But so it's not necessarily I've, the re- it is the real you, but it's also more the character of you. Well, it is. It's it's kind of the character of me because I, I don't want to spoil the book. But when you when you get to the end of the book, you'll realize why and how. Um, okay. But. Um, I purposely tasked James with giving this character, um, you know, a life, a believable life. Yeah, yeah. No, I like so wh- the little exchange that uh, James and Dirk have before Dirk's story actually starts. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's cool. And he comes back, like he'll, he's James is 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 in the book all the way through it. Oh, okay. Um, huh. And and he's actually he's exactly him. Like, James yeah, is, James is exactly him, and I am sort of me okay write ourselves yeah reading it i was like yeah this feels like james i mean i've only had you know the the one conversation with him when he was on the show but i had no trouble believing that it was him talking to dirk yeah no it's 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 totally him. so what was it that that made you think it would be hard to read well just because i can tell and i was just as i started it i was remembering some of the little snippets you've read already and i was like oh man yeah this this is gonna be like kind of personal and yeah. i know michael so i like that was just my thought is like you know i'm i'm i was raised a man so like that personal like uh expressing your emotions to another man thing is sort of like you don't do that it's yeah like well i mean i'm not telling me about himself and i don't know how i feel about that yeah no i mean it's it's um it's uh it's a soul bearing but at yeah. the same time at the same time there i try to put enough humor um into all the chapters um sure you know there every i i think the, there's only one chapter that really there's no there's no humor in it and that's the chapter called red october and to get there you'll okay. there, there's yeah. no humor there's there's nothing in it that is is uh written in like a stream of consciousness it's like straight literal Use. writing yeah. Um, but all the other chapters, I think, um, even the one that I wrote about, about my, the one called my dad, the one I wrote about my father-in-law, um, okay. you know, it's, it's, 
obviously there's there's stuff there that that is intense and that is is you know big feelings but there's also a lot of humor um yeah and there's also a lot of funny stuff because you know that's life like life yeah no you gotta much. laugh at it you gotta find the humor you've got to find um you gotta find the the moments the silver lining moments you know what i mean yeah no i'm excited for it i don't think it's gonna take me very long like I think I'm 12% through it already, and I read. I only had a chance to read for like five minutes today, and I got. Yeah, no, it's not a long book. So it will not take me long at all to read it. It's only about 35,000 words, which is the same length as most of our books. Um, I've had a couple of people that have been like giving me play by plays all day long. um, Okay. Asking me questions like, oh, and like, you know, like somebody was like, uh, I, the the whole cheese and crackers thing had me like, like, blow, like, spewing rice out of my nose while i was eating i was howling so loud because i'm the same age as you and i totally remember that yeah no that one that segment i didn't find it so much funny as it just that one from what i've read so far rung the most true because i remember being a kid and like i think i mentioned last time that everyone was a barbara or a susan like i think i know one susan but it's like yeah no but they were all susan yeah and the cheese and crackers thing like i'm thinking like yeah i remember being a little kid and getting snacks and yeah, it was always that shitty cheese. Yeah. It was cheese whiz basically. I just, yeah. I didn't want to call it cheese whiz really because no, yeah, you can't yeah. say it, but that, but that's the reason I didn't, it's the same reason I didn't say premium plus or, or Christie crackers or whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck they were and why I said I, saltines, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I know exactly what you mean. And it was like, and I mean, I could have also said Carol, um, Carol Susan. Carol's another one, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe even Karen. I mean, Karen has such a different connotation these yeah, days. Yeah, you can't really use Karen right now. It's it's not wrong, but it, it would change the uh the tone just based on current, you know. But yeah, no, uh Barbara and Susan was the perfect choice for that. Yeah, I don't even know where that came from. I was thinking about like carpool as a kid and like all the carpool moms that would drop <laughs> yeah. us to school were also Barbara's and Susan's. Okay. So um yeah i did change some things um no i noticed reading it like from based on from when you read it to when i read it was like okay he's add you added a few paragraphs and stuff i didn't think i added an intro my wife was really my wife didn't like one section she was kind of like this doesn't feel as intense as it should like okay he's like you've told me this story a million times and the way you told it to me it doesn't feel like it has the intensity of what you've written so mm. she kind of helped me modify That's one good. little paragraph that that she thought could have been better mm-hmm. um so i actually forgot to credit her in the book for helping me edit which is bad so i have to do that when the, real, when the real one comes out i didn't we didn't i dedicated the book to her okay um, well but um I mean, to be fair she's on every page in one way or another i feel well she yeah well she she's yeah she's on a few i i well, the to... whole book is about how Dirk got the girl in eight pages and it took you eight hours. Like, that's yeah, the, the book, right? And so. the girl, the girl in uh, the coolest thing, honestly, one of my favorite parts of the book is um, and then we will um, do the fan mail and then we'll get to our guest. Sure, sure. Um, one of my favorite things that uh, we came up with was um, when he starts talking about how she needs a name, like she needs a better name, like. I bring up all these references and they're random references. Like the reason I, I, I mentioned the name Kathleen mm-hmm. is only because um, I throw in, I'm talking about Joshua from the Bible. Um, oh, okay. And then I randomly ta- start talking about Josh Ritter, who is a singer songwriter mm-hmm. and also my brother, whose name is Joshua. And they all go in together with these little references and Josh Ritter's biggest song is Kathleen. So oh, okay. okay. I say, hey, James, if you're listening, we can call her Kathleen. And then I say, no, scratch that. Maybe something a little more Celestial. And then the next chapter, the girl's name is Celestia. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, kind of like, yeah. like, like my section about the dog. I'm like, um, you know, I, the whole section's about dogs. And I'm like, um, Dirk should have a dog and his name should be Rocco. And then in the next chapter, at the very end, Dirk meets Rocco. Okay. And Rocco's there for the rest of the story. Oh, good. And actually plays like a, like a nice little, um, 
you know, the dog kind of lightens the mood a little bit because it's a pretty intense book. Okay. Now I'm excited to get to it. It's, yeah, no, I'm I think that, like, I, I've read some of Alehouse Wars, but I feel like that first scene with Dirk, that's the most, like, James thing I've read, if that makes sense. Oh, well, I mean, James was in his element, right? Yeah. I think that's the first, like, actual writing of his that I've read. I haven't, because I haven't got Storm Below yet. I, I need gave to. Him, I gave him the, uh, uh, the outline and, um, I told him to do everything that he does. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know why reading, just reading that seems like I can tell this was Michael's plan, but this writing doesn't, because Alehouse Wars feels like you, even though you both wrote a it. A lot of it was, uh, to be honest, man, more of Alehouse Wars was him. Oh, okay, okay. There's, there, there's way more of me in this book. Well, you know, all the Yo, title, yeah. tra- all the title chapters yeah. are mine. And I added a lot of changes um, in the narrative to this because I've gotten better. You know what I mean? Alehouse Wars, I wrote like the first three chapters and then think, the rest of yeah, the book was, was pretty much all James. Okay, okay. To be and fair. And the last I... chapter, I'm wrong, the last chapter was mine, like the big, the, the crazy shocking twist chapter that that kind of tied it all together and, and made it that it was supposed to just be a standalone. Um, yeah, that okay. was that was me as well. But the, I would say, you know, 80, right. 75 to 80% of the book was James. That's fair. Yeah, maybe um, I'm wrong then. That's just the feeling I got while I was reading it. But yeah, no, I mean, this, this I haven't is, finished this is his yet, element. But, I mean, he writes yeah. he writes big epic fantasy stories and he uh, is writing a 12-book series about dra- that has dragons in it. Um, mm-hmm. So to, to write a dragon story, you know, that's about 25,000 words long is, is like nothing for him. Yeah. But it is, there's a lot of twists though. And there's a lot of psychological stuff and it's really, um, the Dirk story is really not Dirk versus the dragon. It's, it's Dirk versus himself. Sure. Um, and that's most good stories, right? Yeah. And that's, and, and he's, he's a mess. He really is. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, and by the end, he's, he's not, by the end, he's, he's kind of a lot more, he's still a mess, but he's a lot more of a realized mess and he's become a much better person. He's found his truth, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So, um, anyway, uh, that is, is what's new kind of now I'm sitting here, you know, feeling a little bit like, okay, a little bit underwhelmed as I'm, as I put this book out into the world for a whole that... bunch of, of readers. And now I'm just waiting for, I almost wish I miss writing it. You know, have you ever written a book and then it's done and then you, you wish you could still be writing it and still have more of it to do? Um, no, I've never had that. I have had, God, I wish my beta readers would get back to me quicker so I can know if I suck or not. For me, that's yeah. the worst part is finishing the book. And then like that existential dread of, Oh God, I spent a year of my life producing utter shit. Yeah. For me, it's like, I just, it was, I felt so much intensity and there was so much going on when I was writing that book and now it's out there and I'm just, I know that some of these people won't read it for like a month. Um, it's just, just a month. You're lucky, man. It took me months to get people to finish Lightning's Price, but it's a longer book. Granted. Yeah, it's a but, long book. It's, it's. But I'm every happy. day that someone doesn't get back to you is a day of like you convincing yourself that what you wrote didn't, didn't stack up, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's where I'm at right now. So anyway, yeah, I was just warning you. That's what you got to look forward to, especially when it's something that is so personal and is so just torn from your soul. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, anyway. But uh, we'll see where we're at. I've been getting, the feedback I have been getting has all been positive so far. So um, I said 12% in, I like it. So awesome. I'll be sure to let you know as I go. If you want, I can send you updates as i'm going well you've heard a lot of the weirdest stuff of mine like i read it and like like the weirdest chapters i read a lot of them you know on the podcast yeah so i'm pretty confident you'll like the the james stuff like the the dirk story no so, even just that little intro to dirk i was like okay yeah i'm into this i'm ready for it so yeah i yeah. think i'm gonna like it i'm pretty sure i am yeah i mean yeah there's there's definitely there's one scene you know i don't want to talk about it but um James wrote a scene um, that is different than anything he's written in his fantasy work. Okay. Um, I told him to do it, and uh, it might be a little bit shocking. You haven't um, read a sex scene? Yeah, I mean, it's not, um, it doesn't say the word flipper in it at all. 
that would have. Are you saying he's never written a sex scene? <laughs> no, no. For, in, in his in his in his fantasy, not. Oh, written. that's right. He writes other stuff. That's right. I yeah. forget. I Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so he writes. Not he, he, might, he might. He might write like stuff for for other people and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but that that but, makes um, sense. In other genres like that, he writes for a living. Um, Never had his name attached to it, is what. But most saying. of the stuff, most of the stuff um, in his actual fantasy work is is you know relatively tame and pretty sure. implied. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, but he did a really good job with it. It was. Uh, that's good. It was really good. So anyway that that's it that's that's um we uh do we have any 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 mail today uh yeah we only got one that i saw anyway and it's not signed by anybody um I, I'll, I'll let me just let me okay so uh did clint die I, um no uh, anyway it's just a weird <laughs> one uh it's why won't you stop every week i pray micah will have sound issues sound issues and give up again i can't take it anymore i just want to sleep but instead your stupid voices just echo in my head <laughs> neither of you is as smart or funny as you think you are someone please save me from this hell <laughs> that's it that's uh, that's that's what we got this week see i wonder if that's like somebody from uh from the old days um, <laughs> like from from like back in in like mark one well yeah like you sound issues and get that's what happened with uh, our first attempt at this podcast is you you gave up after one really bad session of recording well it was, th- it was like three it was like I, from that point on i never i decided i never wanted to do a big orchestrated thing with like yeah no like guests because i was just like i was i, I like now things are just kind of laid back you know what i mean but yeah it's much um, more manageable yeah but i mean yeah wow the mystery the mystery unravels who the fuck it, is it, that it feels like clint but he didn't sign it he didn't directly call us out for anything like you being old and weak or you know me being a moron like nothing like that but he's apparently miserable or, or they are apparently very miserable i'm gonna have to um sleep with one eye open that's a little freaky I mean, yeah if, if it is clint i'm pretty sure we established he's canadian he's, like was measuring distance in kilometers so <laughs> we're not smart enough to do that in america wow all right well um Everybody listening, we uh, we do like the positive uh, fan mail that we've been we've been getting. So yeah, I was um, a little disappointed. We usually get two, but this week it was just this. Yeah, one it's and... like slipping. So you know, if you're uh, if you like what you hear, if you have any ideas, if you have any suggestions, things you want to hear on the show, things you want to see, uh, do write in and uh, and let us know, and okay. uh, we will try to our very best to make that happen. Uh, like tonight, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, her name is Paige. She writes under the name E. Paige Burks. Um, that's uh, but we are going to call her Paige. Okay. Uh, she's the writer of uh, a series. Well, she's got one book in the series out right now called Return to Royalty. Uh, it looks like she has uh, two actually. Oh, does she have two? Yeah, I'm looking on Goodreads. Uh, there's Return to Royalty and Return to Gexalacia. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, the the series uh, is called uh, a Gexalation Tale. Yeah, uh, series. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, when we get Paige on, she will tell us all about it. Awesome. Yeah, let's uh, let's bring her on. And we are back with E. Paige Burke. Paige, how you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? Doing well. Welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Um, so Book and a Pint is not necessarily uh, a show that is about taking things too seriously. There's a lot of podcasts uh, and a lot of uh, interview blogs that focus on, are you a plotter or a pantser? What is your writing ritual? That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we would like uh, you to have an opportunity to talk a little bit about your work, a little bit about yourself, and a little bit about your series. So, uh, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about your um, about your series, uh, Gexalation Tale series, and uh, specifically Return to Royalty, um, and uh, give our community the four one one 
mm-hmm. on what this is all about. Um, so basically, it's a story about a girl who lives uh, in Texas, and she finds out that she's not really from Texas, and she's not really from Earth. And so then she has to deal with meeting people from this other uh, like dimension that she's actually from, and that she can use magic, and there's bad guys and fight scenes and magic and eventually dragons which are my favorite and yeah that's pretty much what return to royalty is about <laughs> so um when did you uh when did you know you wanted to be a writer um and what kind of led you to uh to getting into self-publishing and, and wanting to mm-hmm. put out a series so um So I guess uh, I've been telling everybody anyway, this is my story, that um, when I was about 10 is when I wrote my first little story. And it was just a little bitty, you know, like a couple of pages, however much you can write when you're 10, right? Um, And it was a story about a dog or a puppy named Brownie. And he went down the street and he ran into a big scary Doberman and he, he got scared and he ran home. So that was the first story that I ever wrote. And um, I just haven't been able to stop writing since then. Um, And then as far as the self-publishing, so Return to Royalty actually started in 2007 when I was in high school. Um, I did NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month, which is actually this month, if uh, Mm -hmm. anybody doesn't know. And... um, that was the first one that I did. And so return to royalty, the first iteration of return to royalty was what I wrote that year for NaNoWriMo. Um, and it has changed a lot since then. Cause, um, it was in 2016, whenever I submitted it to the, uh, author, you, uh, draft to dream contest and it won first place in its category. Um, and that was what catapulted me into self-publishing because I didn't know anything about it. I, you know, didn't know that there was a difference in between self-publishing and traditional publishing. And, um, after I won the part of the winnings was, you know, you get to work with this company that'll help you design your book and they'll help you do your cover and they'll help you set up, you know, all of your stuff online and help you publish during your spark. And I mean, like I got the full works and, And then after that, I was like, this is awesome. I want to keep doing this. And so I just kind of ran with it. Awesome. Um, And how many uh, how many books are planned for the series? Four. I'm working on number three right now, but I think there's going to be four for the main series. And then I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing like some spinoff stories, but I'm not 100 percent on that yet. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um. So what we're going to do today uh, is we are going to ask you some unstandard questions that uh, might have you scratching your head a little bit and, <laughs> okay. uh, and, and might also make you think. Um, and some of them might actually make you a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Michael will be asking those ones, don't worry. <laughs> I, I'm usually the one that asks the uncomfortable questions. Cool. I'm ready. James just, James just asked questions about pizza. Oh, nice. I have one question about pizza, but I basically won that argument already, so I might not ask it today. We'll see. <laughs> okay. But right, uh, did you want me to start? Yeah, yeah. You can. You can. All right. Gonna go. So this is question number one. Yeah. All right. You know what the hell? I'll ask the question about pizza. Uh, Paige, oh, right how, at the beginning. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> how do you feel about fruit on pizza? Uh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> worried about that. I would have. Uh, I would have liked to have someone on my team um, a few weeks ago, but well, you saw that picture that I sent you. Yeah, it made me very happy. Yeah, well, that was—I so, mean, I didn't order that pizza. We were having yeah. a pre—we were having a pre-Halloween. I was an anti, just to get the story like. Yeah, let's let Paige in on the joke before we just. <laughs> yeah, stop. I was—I was the ultimate anti-pineapple on pizza person. Like, where the hell did they come up with this concept? And then in I Canada. found out it was—it was. It was it was actually the Canadians that came up with it, which, you know, makes it even worse. 
<laughs> but I was uh, I was anti fruit on pizza, uh, pineapple on pizza, and um, every time I talked about it, Jenkins kept trying, kept saying, "What? Like, what are you crazy?" And then I realized gradually as we were talking that I don't think it's pineapple on pizza that's the problem, uh, but pineapple on a regular basic tomato sauce pizza. Oh, because he had mentioned he Jenkins started mentioning. Uh, well, what if you do it with, an, with a barbecue sauce base or um, an Alfredo base? Suddenly that started opening up my mind. And then I went on a diet. And when you go on a diet, everything that's, that is just carbs mm-hmm. just feels awesome to you. Yep. Every thought of it. Yep. And um, all of a sudden, pineapple pizza, plain, basic, regular pizza with pineapple started looking really good to me. And uh, now all of a sudden, I think I've I've gone to the other side. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. I won. I won. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be my it wouldn't be my first choice. Um, uh, that's completely fair. I, I can accept that. But if there was a pineapple, a pizza with pineapple sitting here right now, oh, and I had a beer, and I had a that. beer with it, and if I had a if I could have a beer with oh, it, shit, I definitely great. wouldn't turn it away. Wow. Yeah, I can't do pineapple on pizza because it's just, it's like, I guess it's too sweet. And it just, you know, like you said, with a tomato sauce, like it just doesn't go that well. You know, you're the first person to actually have an answer to that that I can accept. The fact that it's too sweet for you. Yeah. I could 100, like that's, a, most people are like, no, it sounds gross to me. Oh. But when no. they say that, it's like, we haven't even tried it then. But the yeah. fact that you have like, no, the sweet thing, 100%, I can accept that answer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've tried it, and I'm just like, eh, it's just, these two things don't go together for me. Yeah. See, for me, I think the sweet and the savory of the pizza, they're nice compliments for each other. Mm-hmm. Although, sorry, I got to keep going on the pizza thing. So, uh, a buddy of mine, who's the one that recommended that I tell Michael to try barbecue sauce for a pineapple pizza, he sent me a picture on Instagram the other day, and it was a pizza with kiwi on it. Kiwi? My initial reaction was disgust, and I was like, no, you know what? I've been giving Michael shit for months now. <laughs> so I, that's the next part of this conversation is I have to see how kiwi is on pizza. Yeah, I would, I would, I like, I'm a, you see, I like kiwi in general. I I'm do big... too, but like my initial reaction to that picture was like, oh my God, someone has committed a crime against nature. <laughs> and I was like, but I like pineapple, so I'm probably just. I can't trust my gut on this one. <laughs> Sorry, that was a digression, but I had to share it. Yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna ask one more question, and then I'm gonna go order a pineapple pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right, Paige. Question number two. Um, okay. And I've asked this one a whole bunch of times too, but I, we always get different. We're at, we ask a lot, of, a lot of the same questions because the answers just vary so much. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun to to diverge on the answers. Um. But do you have a dog? Yes, I do have a dog. Oh, awesome. Okay. I know for a fact she has multiple. So I read her bio. (laughs) Oh. Okay, sass. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the guests need to like me more, man. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, So you have a a dog. So that's good. Okay. So then then I can actually ask this question the real way, the way that that I conceived it. Uh, it, it, A lot of people say they have a cat. Uh And you see, that's fine. Like, I don't, we talk about cats on this show a lot too. I don't know why, but we just do. Um, and uh, it, it just, this question doesn't quite work with a cat. And when I ask it, you will see why. Okay. Um, so if you were walking, I almost said cat. If you were, if you were walking your dog, what's your dog's name? Dahlia. Dahlia. This is the one that we're, so you have five, right? How many do you have? No, um, I have, we have two. Two. Okay. Yeah. All right, but we're taught we're we're out walking Dahlia right now, right? Right. Okay, so if you were out walking Dahlia and you came across a spiky coronavirus-shaped dog toy, would you a pick it up and throw it to Dahlia to play fetch, b scream and run away, or c casually move away from it and explain to Dahlia the importance of social distancing? <laughs> um. Oh, let me think about this for a second. I think I would probably just let her have it. Let her have it. I mean, it's it's a it's a new world. Like people are going back to normal, right? So the attitude's kind of changing. You'd be surprised. Like most people 
you know, when, when, when I asked this question, you know, six, seven, eight months ago, um, yeah, very different feel. It would be a different feel. Yeah. We got, we had a lot of C's and uh, a couple of B's, but that's cool that, you know, I respect that. I mean, it isn't really the coronavirus. It just looks like it. Yeah. No, I'd be like, she, she'd love that. She'd love to destroy that. So let her have it. <laughs> let her have it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Jenkins question numero trace. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, I think this one. So, uh, can you describe to us your favorite meme format? Oh my God. Okay. It is the one with the cat. <laughs> and there's a lot with a cat. So, I'm yeah, I was like, mm, going through specific. the list. I'm looking forward um, to it. I think it's uh, it's either three or four panels, and it's where the cat is going up, and uh, it puts its paw on stuff, and it says, I need this, I need this, and then the last panel is you see the skillet with the steak in it, and the cat standing there with its paw stretched out from the floor towards the top of the stove, and its mouth is opening, open, and it's going, oh, God, I need this. Okay. That's my favorite. How have I never seen it? I just looked it up. That's beautiful. <laughs> Uh, I'll look it up later. I'm not. I don't. I don't work that fast. It's you know, super fast without looking shit up, though. Google <laughs> foo, man. Um, okay, that's a good answer. And I like the actually gave me one that I've never seen before. What's um? I'm I'm like so old school with my meme. What's your favorite meme format? My favorite meme. Yeah, format? yours. Oh man. Um. Honestly, I think it might be the Rickroll. Oh, no. Just because people have gotten so good at making it a thing. Like, I think I saw someone had, you know, like those Spotify, like, uh, barcodes that you can get. Like, you can scan on your phone and it pulls up a Spotify playlist. Right. I've seen someone that had a tattoo of that, and it takes you to that song. Oh, no. Like, it's just the fact that people... And like they get they get so good at making you fall for it. Like I think I saw once YouTube posted on Twitter, like, hey guys, share your favorite video with us. And a guy posted the Rick Astley video and YouTube was like, Did did you just fucking Rick roll YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that someone could do that just makes me happy. That's I awesome. I don't know. For me, I don't know. I um I like a lot of those Bernie Sanders ones. Bernie Sanders ones are usually pretty good. That's fair. Like the like like just you know like transposing. I don't know if they're really like memes, the, the him on the chair. Like him on the chair. Off. Just, just yeah. him like him like everywhere. He's just yep. done with whatever's going on. Yeah. There's some really cool like Star Wars like <laughs> theme Bernie Sanders memes. I also I still like sometimes it's a little bit overdone. Um, but sometimes there's like a really good example where it's kind of funny and it's like the one with like the dude. It's an old one, but there's like a dude and he's like with his girlfriend and he's looking at the other girl walking by. Yeah, the. Mm-hmm. You know, I like how, the uh, the continuation of that one. Have you seen like the full story of that meme? No, 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 no. Because it's obviously a stock photo. There's a bunch of photos of the same group of people. So if you've put them in the proper order, eventually the girlfriend leaves the guy and gets with the other girl. Uh, and that's the actual ending to that story, apparently, if you go based off of the uh, stock photos with all those models in them. Wow. I, I, that I didn't know. I got to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Behind the meme, man. Nice. Behind. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Huh? Were you going to say something? Oh, no. no. <laughs> okay. She was so making fun of me ask... for saying behind the meme. <laughs> do, I, do I get to ask my question or, or, or I what? Yes. All right. So, um... We're going to go back to uh, uh, Dahlia. Or, okay. Uh, what's your other dog's name? Jake. Dahlia. Which dog's more of an asshole? Dahlia. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's let's just stick with, we'll stick with Dahlia then. Okay. So. Because I know what question um, this is. If Dahlia could talk. Oh, God. <laughs> and really wanted to be, and really wanted to be an asshole. Um, what is something that she would be able to say or tell to other people about you that would completely ruin your reputation? Um, let me think about this for a second. Well, 
if since she's a dog, I'm going to think about this from her perspective as being a dog. And what would totally make me sound like an asshole uh, would be that she brings her toy and she'll sit it on the edge of the bed while I'm laying in bed. And she will sit there and she'll wait for me to throw the toy, but I won't throw the toy. And she'll sit and she'll wait and she'll wait and she'll wait and she'll wag her tail and she'll wait some more. And then she gets excited because she thinks maybe I'm going to throw it because I move my arm and then I don't. And so that would make me an asshole from her perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cold, man. <laughs> so she would just want to she would just want to want to let the world know that you're like a total asshole when it comes to her. Yeah, that I won't throw the damn toy. You're That's very funny. selfish with your throwing abilities, yeah. I am. Like, how dare I not throw the toy for 27 million hours all she day throw long? throw it for you. <laughs> she probably would not. She'd probably <laughs> <need> it. <laughs> no, dogs are pretty one-sided in their affection sometimes. <laughs> they are, and they, they're also, they're also as, as much as I love, like, I love my dog. I really do. Like, I, I can, he can do the the most fucked up stupid shit and i will i will forgive him pretty quickly when he comes and like lies on me but yeah he he ate my he honestly he ate my fucking so i was missing a pair of glasses oh i have two two (laughs) pairs of glasses i i i I wear glasses when i drive because i literally can't see shit like i'm totally blind at night um because i'm old (laughs) but um, but um so i um i finally like my wife found my favorite pair of glasses in the bottom of you know in the part of the car door that has like a little sleeve where people keep things like not the glove but you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah like the the sleeve of the door like the bottom of the door so she found them and i was happy i had them for a day so last night i hear my dog crunching something oh no you know and he's always he always crunches shit like there's always like either like a dog toy or like you know like an old slipper or a toy. Like, I mean, I don't really care. I don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. I look and he's got, and my glasses that I finally found, the ones that I like, he's just got them in his mouth. The lenses are gone and they're just chewed up. Like, oh, what an ass! Yeah. what a fucking asshole move. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And and then he like, and I'm, and I'm, my wife is, is obviously, oh, you're, you know, she was being nice about it, but she's like, you know, it's not really his fault. You know, they did, you're the one that, didn't notice that the glasses were on the floor <laughs> and, oh, no. and I'm like no fuck him he's not allowed to do that he's a fucking dog he shouldn't do that shit he's a year old we should have had him trained and then he comes and jumps on me and he looks at me and he puts his head on me and I'm scratching I'm like it's all right buddy you know yeah and then oh, in the morning and then so I had and then in the morning I woke up and I like had like morning for the glasses part two you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you see that, a piece I, on the floor you didn't notice the night before. He, gets, he, he, he wakes me up in the morning and looks at me. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get away from me, you dick. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so. Uh, all right. So your dog uh, would want to tell the world that you weren't the nicest dog owner sometimes. That I don't gotcha. throw soy enough. Yeah. I don't throw the soy constantly. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Like my dog doesn't play fetch, and I'm actually very happy about that. Oh man! Because he's like a needy piece of shit. Oh my god! So if god. he wanted to play fetch constantly, I don't think I could handle that. Yes, Dolly is like that. She's like, so my last dog, like, she was super chill. She was almost like having a cat. Like she didn't want to do anything. She just wanted to sleep all the time, and like I could talk to her, and she just wag her tail, like to let me know that she heard me, and that was it. But Dahlia, mm-hmm. if I like even look in her direction she's like in my face like trying to lick me and like wanting to like jump on me and I'm like can you please just like the space personal space please (laughs) what'd you say your other dog's name was Jake Jake how does Dahlia react if she sees you petting Jake oh she comes over and wants to bully her way in okay because that's what my dog's like we have two cats and the dog and if he ever Mm -hmm. sees us petting a cat he, like he will be at the other end of the house like he has his little like nap spot upstairs mm-hmm. you will hear us say a cat name like we will whisper one of the cat's names and a second later he's there like no yes i get the attention so i was yeah. just wondering sounds like dahlia is similar yes she's just like that those needy assholes <laughs> on that note 
You got another question? Yes. So, uh, so I really don't like the term guilty pleasure, but I use it because then people understand what I'm saying a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is that thing that you unabashedly, unironically just love that other people probably really think less of you for liking? Um, um, man, that's a good question. Um, it might be like, um, uh, okay, I don't know how you guys feel about, um, like, uh, Pacific Rim, the movie Pacific Rim. I love it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it sucked. Yeah. No, I was like totally blown away when I saw it the first time. I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Can I say that? Sorry. Um, what? Fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you realize you didn't realize you didn't realize that, that that we've been saying it like I did like not every I've been <laughs> bleeping you out every time you say it. Michael. We're allowed to say it. You're not allowed to. Say How it. dare my you? No, yeah, no. My bad. <laughs> what kind of podcast etiquette do you have? No, we're rated explicit, so don't worry. You can okay. say whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, that um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, that movie sucked." I'm like, I thought that was the best movie ever. Okay, Paige, I'm going to admit something to you. That's in my top five favorite movies ever, specifically. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, for me, I think we probably agree on this. It's exactly what a movie should be. It's fun. Everything it does, even if it's not trying to be smart about it, it does it right. It does it well. Yes. And there is a... The politics were amazing. Like, all the detail they put into, like, the Jaegers and stuff. I was like, this is blowing my mind a little bit. Guillermo del Toro is just good at everything he does. Like, I think he has a notebook of sketches for every movie he does. And I'm pretty sure he did the same thing for that one. Like, every Jaeger, every Kaiju, he had, like, detailed notes about what they were and why they were like that. Yeah. And and there was a major contingent. I mean, I'm sure if you look online, you'll see this, that... um, that really wanted a sequel and really thought that um, there was a chance that would happen. So I know, I know that movie has its hardcore well, fans. There was a sequel, but he was attached as executive producer, not director. Was, so there, was, a, was there a Pacific yeah, Rim? And, and, yeah, and it's it's fine. It, but it didn't. I mean, sequels always have that problem, right? They never match yeah. up to that original. But they, yeah, the, they continued the worlds, and there was more story. So that was I was happy about that. Yep. Yeah, the second one was okay, but the first one was like Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. So I'm Sorry. gonna I'm gonna go a little bit um yeah, I mean just yeah, that's I mean anything can be your guilty guilty pleasure, but yeah, I think that, that one we can all agree is um, <laughs> you know, not not really anything to be ashamed of. Cool. Um so uh not necessarily a funny question, but I uh, nevertheless I think a good question. Um if you could have a drink or if you don't drink, well, you drink something. Um, if you could have a drink of some kind with any celebrity living or dead, um, who would it be and why? Freddie Mercury. Oh, good choice. I love Queen and I love his vocal range and his style like i feel like every time you listen to a queen song like none of them sound the same like they're all different and um i would love to just talk to him like i think he'd be super cool i think that would be awesome actually that would be yeah freddie would be my wife's choice um yeah my wife is is i've been with her for uh 24 years and she is absolutely obsessed she knows everything about queen um i'm a, like i come from a music background and i and i'm one of those um i i i, I call myself a former musician um because i don't really do much with music anymore but i was always one of those people that kind of really liked to get into the bands that i i liked and i knew a lot about them mm-hmm. and my wife my wife just had me like i knew a lot about a lot of bands but my wife knows about queen and she knows every she knows who wrote all the songs um like which songs freddie wrote wh- where they were written um wow you know, yeah so yeah and i i would would be very hard pressed to to think that that wouldn't be her answer if, if she was asked that question yeah it sounds like what about you any queen fan me yeah yeah i love queen 
I grew up listening to Queen. I'm not a big enough Queen fan that I know who wrote which song. But like as a kid, my favorite show, one of my favorite shows was Highlander. So Princes of the Universe is like always on my playlist. <laughs> nice. Cool. It's- yeah. Awesome. You got another question? Uh, I did three. I can do one more. Let's see. All right. Uh, Paige, what do you think is the most dangerous animal that no one thinks about? Um, a cow. Huh. Cow? A cow. Okay. A cow will destroy you. Well, I got ch- I, I, around. <laughs> I did. I did get kicked by a cow once when I was about four years old. Did yeah. You deserve it. Oh yeah, I totally I pulled its tail. Like I totally did. <laughs> oh yeah, you okay. definitely yeah. yeah, so they got this they have this in Toronto where I'm from. They they used to I don't know if they still do, but they had this uh festival. Well, they have a they have um something called the the CNE, which is the Canadian National Exhibition, which is basically just every summer, two weeks before Labor Day, um they have this giant space where they have all these pavilions and people come all over the world and they have farming displays and they have sure, sure. um and they bring in like a midway like rides that are portable that people kill themselves on and <laughs> shit like that um and uh they also do this thing called the royal winter fair where they they um have a bunch of animals and shows and dog shows and horse <laughs> shows and shit like that and i remember um my dad taking me when i was a kid um and we were like in the room where all the cows were like waiting to go in to be in some show. And I was like four and I just walked by and for some reason saw the tail and just gave it a yank and got oh. kicked right on my ass. Wow. That sounds yeah. right. So I will. And I, and I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, it was probably the cruelest I've ever been to an animal in my life. I don't know <laughs> exactly. Cause I'm very kind to animals. Like I'm a, I'm a, you know, a kind hearted dude. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I totally deserved it. And yeah, it was a, a vicious bastard of an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, that was a really good answer. Cause I just looked it up cause you know, I Google a lot. Apparently cows kill about 20 people a year. Yeah. And according to this, uh, this article, apparently three quarters of those incidents are deliberate attacks on the cow's part. Yep. Like premeditated <laughs> deaths. Yeah. Cows are dicks, man. Like cows, man, like. I- they don't like they see you standing out there and they're like, I'm going to run over you just because I can. Like, you're just there and I'm just going to fucking mow you down because you're there. Like, they don't care. And I think a lot of people, too, like um, so, you know, I live in Houston and we have the rodeo, the, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo every year. And they do this thing where you can walk down this aisle and you can look at like goats and pigs and cows and the kids can look and all this stuff. And like people don't realize that like these are thousands of pounds of animals. And um, there was one year I was volunteering and some dude like let his little kid like like three or four years old, like stick her whole upper body through the gate to touch the cow on the leg. And I was like, oh, my God, like that cow can like flick its leg and kill her, like get her out of there. What are you doing? Like people are so stupid when it comes to big animals. They don't realize that these things will just sit on you and crush you just because they want to. Yeah, I, I was want to, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty stupid one time when um pre kids for some reason I felt like I could do whatever the fuck I wanted and I and there I wouldn't I didn't die so I'm still here so <laughs> I guess it's okay. Um but my wife and I went to Cuba. Um and we were on like a kind of a very sort of secluded area of Cuba where you could kind of just take a motor scooter and you could just ride all the way around the area and around to different beaches and stuff like that. And um, I remember we were riding on, I didn't have a scooter license. I'd never ridden a, mo- a motor scooter or any type of motorbike in my life. Um, but they didn't care because it was Cuba and we were willing to give them money to rent it. Um, and uh, so I was riding this thing and all of a sudden we came to like a, like a section of the road that was just blocked by skinny cows. Mm. Like, I'm talking, like, straight out of, like, Joe. I always say, um, you know, I know a little bit about the Bible, um, about the Old Testament anyway. And, um, like, the skinny cows from Joseph's dream 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's literally what they looked like, and they were just like moving. And I got off. Okay. I I got off my my bike, and I was just like, and I gave one of them like a shove to kind of move like nicely, and it just you know it was like fuck you. <laughs> so I had to I had to find a I had to find a way to get around, and there were more of them just showed up, and then I ended up crashing my motor scooter in this field that was just infested by mosquitoes. Ugh. It was crazy. Like honestly, I I beat the like when I when we fell, my wife just just got off. She kind of got off before and I kind of like I could have probably died, but the adrenaline um for some reason the adrenaline that I had when I was doing it just I was bruised and cut up and I just got back on and lifted the scooter and just rode it back. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, another example of fucking asshole cows that wouldn't do shit. Right. You know what I mean? But they do have a shitty life, in all fairness. Some of them. I mean, horses, fine. You know, people, you can say people work them really hard. Um, Pigs, people think are cute. (laughs) You know what I mean? You've got Mm -hmm. a contingent. Yeah, you've got a contingent of people. A, like, two of the major religions won't eat them. Um, And then there's a whole contingent, like, people like my wife, who won't eat them because she thinks they're, they're cute cute and smart <laughs> yeah cute cute and smart and and also you know like similar to dogs and in, in terms of their understanding of things so personally i don't really care but uh but cows like you know they're just they're everybody eats them you know yep so Not everybody well no but i mean well, but comparatively you're right yeah okay but i mean i mean obviously vegetarians and vegans don't eat them but you know, I think they're, they're holy in uh, Hindu, Hindu religion. Yeah, Hindu religion. But but even so, like there, I there. It depends. Like they there, there are many Hindus that that I know that bypass that rule and they'll eat beef. That's fair. Hmm. That's interesting. So, um. Anyway, wow, a different answer than I would have expected, um, <laughs> but nevertheless a great one. Um. Yeah. One more question. Um. You've been given an elephant and you can't give it away or sell it. Mm. What would you do with it? Uh, take it places and be like, hey, check out my elephant. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's what I do. I don't think I let anybody ride it, though, because I don't feel like that's right. You know, elephants, they're pretty smart and I, they're... You know, there's a lot to be said for these animals that are smart enough to be sentient, maybe something. I feel like elephants are kind of up there. So I think I'd just let it kind of hang out, you know, and do elephant things. That's fair. Yeah, well, you need a ladder to get up. Yeah, that's true. It's a big one, right? It would be <laughs> just just getting getting on it would be difficult. Wait, Apparently okay. they're not really built to carry loads like that, though. So not making people ride it's probably a good call yeah yeah i thought i rode an elephant as a kid you ever have like a weird memory where you think that you did something and then yeah you'll realize that it totally wasn't that yeah Uh for the longest time i thought i had had ridden an elephant and then i i brought it up to my dad he's like you didn't ride a fucking elephant you rode a camel (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like okay i mean so that yeah i guess that's a little bit different um but I did ride a camel. <laughs> I rode a camel too. It's weird being a lot of people. Um, my wife also told me she rode a camel. It's one of the things that we kind of connected on, and we were both terrified. <laughs> yeah, I hear they're pretty mean. <laughs> yeah, no, like that. We both have like like. Oh, I don't have a picture because my parents didn't take pictures of shit. My wife's parents took pictures of shit. There's a picture of her looking terrified on a camel. Oh no! When she, when, when she was like two years old. But uh, anyway, um, well, it's been fun. Definitely. um, These these questions have been a blast and we've we've had a lot of fun with your answers. Um, So why don't you tell us where people can find you on the interweb? Um, I have a website. It's uh, epagebert.com and Bert's is spelled with no E between the K and the S because a lot of people like to try to put an E there, but there's not one. Um, and sometimes my website works and sometimes it doesn't because sometimes I don't pay the bills. So 
You can find me better on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> when they're working, and, right? Yeah. And uh, it's that there, it's just at ePageBurks. Awesome. Well, Paige, it was, it was absolutely amazing having you on the show. Um, check out um, Return to Royalty um, and uh, the rest of uh, the Gexalation Tale series. Am I saying that right? God, I hope so. Yes, you are. You're actually the first person to get it right. <laughs> awesome. I was uh, I was a spelling bee champion. Nice. Legitimately, and then and I made it into like the final round of. I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked, but um, easy to do. Made, made you usually do. <laughs> but I made it to the final round of like my um, grade eight spelling bee like was like all the schools and uh we ended up in and the words were really crazy and we ended up in this one school this giant auditorium and and people that actually uh were there watching they must have had no life because i don't know why anyone in their right mind would want to watch a spelling bee um but um so i had made it and there were like four rounds to get me there and then i lost on the word pickle oh no i swear to god like I said, I spelled it like without the C. Oh. Because I was so fucking nervous. Yeah, you know, I was about to call bullshit on that story, but now I believe it. No, no, it really happened. It was like, and there were people there. It was like I was representing my school, and I had gotten the craziest words um, in like three rounds of spelling bee, and then fucking pickle. That, that was it. Wow. And they were. Everyone was nice about it and stuff like that. They're like, oh, you made it this far, but. Yeah, I couldn't live with myself for, like, a couple of days. But behind your back, we're like, look at this kid. What an idiot. He can't even a pickle. Got extra pickles on your burger at school lunch. <laughs> anyway. Pickles, Michael. All right, you're, you, you guys are bringing back memories from my childhood that I don't trauma. want. Trauma. All the trauma. The trauma and the heartache of my young years. Um Anyway, Paige, it was great to have you. Um, Thank you so much. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for being here and have a wonderful night. Yep. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Oh, that was E. Paige Burke. Um, she was awesome. I really, I really dig when, when the guests like find the questions funny. Yeah. I, I'd like that she shows Pacific Rim as her guilty pleasure because that is legitimately one of my favorite movies yeah i dug it too i didn't think there was anything to be guilty about like you know like taylor swift is a little bit yeah on on the cringy side you know what i mean that one did surprise (laughs) me when you confessed that yeah you know like like the the spice girls spice up your life album you know what i mean like that that unfortunately yeah that could be yeah that could be a little bit cringe but i pacific rim is a good movie yes i think it's great so, uh, so I had a a, a reader and a beta reader tell me that uh, they were reading Dirk and um, they really liked the Dirk stuff and wanted to know what happened to Dirk, but that my stuff uh, gave them a headache and it was confusing and and um, and it jumped around from place to place. Well, first of all, that's the style. It was a style. Yeah. She actually said she and when I told her, she's like, oh, you did this on purpose. <laughs> oh, she was I'm like. like doing you a favor like hey look michael maybe you don't want to release this it's maybe not you don't want to really maybe you don't want to release it's really it. not because because one minute you're talking about um your french bulldog's feet and the next minute you're talking about um you know something else that has nothing to do with that and maybe you just need to like figure out how to write and then you know what i mean i'm like no, it's nice a, of her to try to give you that heads up i'm like no it's a stylistic choice yeah um, but, uh, not to throw any shade at the reader, but yeah, I think if you I, haven't I read something like that. I know for a fact she hadn't, and I asked her she like yeah. at all. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what she hadn't read because I don't want to embarrass her. Um I, it's nice of her to be reading it. Um but I do believe that there will be people um like I know a few people that will read it and they will um and they will say it's brilliant. Uh and they'll love it. Because they'll they'll know that I know their influences and what they like and you know like there's a blogger that found my influences insider for Harborland and I was oh, so blown okay. away by that um, when she said that it it made my day like it made my month 
So mm. when she reads it, she's gonna she's gonna like it. But there, it's not straight satirical fantasy, um, and it's not even straight epic fantasy. It's a experimental work, and there are people that are gonna read it and they're gonna say, "I don't get this," and they're gonna judge the book based on what on, on the fact that they can get it, as opposed to the the prose and the stylistic and the and the the um, the whole um, sort of play on styles and genres. Um, so I'm, I'm prepared for that. Like, you know, there are yeah. writers, there are huge writers that uh, try to do something different and out there and, you know, they get one star reviews. Yeah. Uh, I think people come to expect a certain thing from a writer, especially if they do the same thing over and over again, or like stick to one genre. Like I think my readers at least are now used to every book is like, all right, well, what, genres he changed to now you know and i, I mean, think you, you got a little weird too um yeah and um like i thought that there was some stuff in um one of the reasons i love gods of the broken sea so much um is because i find that you get a little bit weird with certain characters and certain styles and, and stream of consciousness and inner monologuing and stuff like that it's yeah i think once you've written the same thing over and over again it, it, it's there comes a point where you have to write something for you to have fun with and not just for your reader to enjoy. Like right. That sounds kind of condescending. Of course, I wrote the book for people to read and enjoy, but I had to have fun writing it. And yeah, throwing in weird stuff for my characters to do or experimenting with tense and tone. And, uh, I don't know. It keeps it fresh. It keeps keeps writing fun. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't... When I, when I say that God's the Broken Sea is weird, I don't mean... Um, I don't know if you thought about that when you were writing it or if you just wrote it and that's what came out but and and i don't mean weird in a bad way i mean weird in a way that made it one of my favorite books that i've read like of all time you know what i mean yeah it was it was different it wasn't what you expected right right i'm assuming that's what you're going for yeah 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 and like like some of the some of the stuff uh that happened and and like that that one scene i always come back to with one year with um, jamie with, with jamie um that was is, the funnest scene to write too because well, that's exa- but that that's exactly um like that scene is kind of like what i was sort of going for with some of the some of the stuff in dirk right yeah um so but i don't know like if you're looking for straight linear fantasy you're not going to get that um no. so uh yeah so anyway we'll see what happens i'm uh i have not had one negative comment about any of our books like literally like probably i don't know i don't have thousands of reviews yeah, but yeah, you know, know over the over the six books that are actually out uh, probably if you added them all together there would be about 80 reviews That's and bad, and i don't think i've gotten a single negative comment um so this is the one that's going to polarize that's my feeling yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing if it polarizes like that that just means people have strong feelings about it and that can be a good thing yeah yeah so we'll we will um we'll see what happens was there something else that that we were i don't think so i think that was it right i think that's it yeah like i said like you mentioned at the beginning we've been nothing new really happens in a writer's life so every few months there'll be a release to announce but right now it's just uh kind of boring so i, I guess the news is go buy e page burke's books support her oh hey and uh everyone that's been listening to the podcast thank you for listening uh please consider leaving a review and tell your friends we'd like fan mail from more than just clint that'd be awesome definitely i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw things uh for a loop again just like i did for the intro everybody go read a book oh, you piece of shit <laughs>